0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Kate Take podcast, episode two. Today, you guys are gonna hear from one of my best friends from college. By the way, guys, if you hear a lawnmower in the background, I'm so sorry. It's just uh, lawn mowing day, <laughs> so I'm kind of stuck. I wanted to get this episode in before I left for my trip. I'm planning on doing a show while I'm across the Atlantic Ocean. So I will be bringing my microphone, as you'll hear in the podcast. Another thing that I think will interest you about my guest, Mario, is he is just a talker. And one thing I love to have on my podcast is somebody who can just talk And he can go on and on and on. And you really just enjoy listening to his voice or the voice of my guest, whoever that is. And what Mario does so well is he tells anything like a story. We both studied journalism in some shape or form. We were both in the School of Communication and Media at our college. We both have been through it. So in having him on... Not only did he have a blast doing it, I had a blast interviewing him. I think this went very smoothly. Well, of course I'm going to say that. No, I think that this went super smoothly. And I think that he has some great advice for people out there trying to get jobs. For people who are leaving college and find themselves in a stuck space. Or maybe you're me and you're still in a stuck space. And you kind of do hear him triumph at the end, which... I love hearing from him. He is so worthy of it. So without any further ado, the Kate Take podcast episode two with my friend Mario. All right, so let's bring on today's guest. He is one of my best friends from college and he's a badass to say the least. Longtime Montclair State mascot, (laughs) which I knew the whole time. We'll get into that. Mario Papa, ladies and gentlemen. Mario, how are you?
1: Hey, what's going on, Kate? Good to <laughs> be here. Thanks for having me.
0: No, of course. You, you were one of the top people I wanted on this show. From well, it was very kind of you to say. <laughs> and I think that's just because like we go way back, like both very back, like the you two were probably of us.
1: One of the first people I met freshman year.
0: I think. Where did? Oh, I remember where we met. Newman Ice Cream Social.
1: Wow, you have a good memory.
0: Yeah, I remember
1: exactly what you were doing. You were showing pictures, you were showing everyone a picture of you in a, a, I think it was a onesie or something.
0: Yeah, I got that onesie when I was with my ex, actually, and that onesie is a legendary thing. (laughs) If you actually look at my Facebook, it was one of my profile pictures for a while.
1: Oh, really? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, me in that onesie. (laughs) And eventually, it just got too sentimental, and I had to throw it away.
1: I'm gonna be really honest. I didn't think you were a freshman when I first met you because the way you were acting and the way you I were talking, to everyone it made, it made me think like, "Oh, this, she's been here before. She's been here for a while." So I, when I, you said you were a freshman, I really couldn't believe it at first. But then I'm like, "Oh, I, I, you are." You know, just the way, way the way you the way you presented yourself, I think you know was was good, and I thought you were an upperclassman at the time.
0: Well, I appreciate you, but I was so fresh, y <laughs> just like you were.
1: I wouldn't. You could have fooled me.
0: Aside from actual college, which later in the podcast, not this show today, but in future episodes, we could go on because you're going to be on again. But we're well, not That's gonna, good to know. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about like my specific and our college experiences as far as. Like details of that, we wanted just to talk to everybody today about the struggles of life after college. How difficult it is to like navigate in the world and really adult. And Mario, you had a way different story than me. You know, out of the gate, I had a job at ABC News right out of school.
1: Right out of college. That's like the dream for a lot of people. Full-time job, right after college you know it's what a lot of people want that's what i wanted
0: and it's also it was weird because it was in my field right exactly
1: that's another thing about it
0: because that's what the problem usually is is like you see people study a certain thing in college and then they get that piece of paper said they did it and lo and behold they end up becoming you know something totally different than what they studied and that's okay but yeah you know but for me it was like oh This is in my field, and by the way... This is what you wanted. At the time, it's definitely what I wanted. For you, I want to just ask, after we both graduated, we both graduated in 2019, Mm -hmm. and when we did, what did you do right after school ended? Because what did you... Okay, let's go backwards. What did you study? Well,
1: I studied television and digital media with a concentration in sports media journalism. It was very into the sports side of TV production, whether it be broadcasting it or creating different various content or going behind the scenes, stuff like that. That's what I was into. And at the time, that's what I wanted to do, would be a sports reporter or a broadcaster or something along those lines, play by play, color commentator,
0: anything like that. But in college, you did do some of that, right?
1: I did. I had my own radio show.
0: Mario's Uh, Monday Mojo. And Mario's Tuesday Toss-Up. I forgot about Mario's Tuesday Toss-Up. Probably one
1: of my favorite college memories, you know, doing that. You know, having a show to look forward to every week, bringing on all these uh, various guests. I've had athletes and people that represented different organizations. I've had beauty pageant contestants on. I've had professors. I've had famous... I wouldn't say famous people. I've had people that are famous now like i had this uh public figure his name was zach hample he came on my show when i was a sophomore before he was i guess well known more well known than he is now but i've had a lot of variety of guests and that's what made it so much so exciting so i'm so grateful for all the experience i had
0: i mean i'm sure your favorite episodes were when you had the beauty pageant people on (laughs) come on now
1: (laughs) she's actually believe it or not Uh, She's actually doing, I I guess, pretty well for herself. Um, She's a public figure, basically. She's got, like, 200,000 followers on Instagram now.
0: Well, I wish to do that.
1: She still, to this day, follows me. And on a recent live stream, which had, like, hundreds of viewers on, I commented... I remember when you came on my radio show, and she must have saw it, and she said, yes, Mario, I remember, too. I'm like, OMG. OMG. Somebody with 200,
0: 200K subscribers remembered me. <laughs> I'm not just teasing you. Nah,
1: it's all right. But she's in Los Angeles now, so it's just like, she, she probably wouldn't still remember me, but that's not, this is,
0: all right, I'm going gonna but, but why does that not surprise me? Like, they, I feel like they all go to L.A., if you have like more than ten, no, not even ten k, but hundred k followers. They're all and in L A. She's LA. not even.
1: She's not even Instagram verified yet, so I guess she's not that important yet.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, Instagram. Uh, get on that for Mario's guest. But you study television and digital media with a sports media journalism concentration. That's a mouthful. Correct. That is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, that could kind of lead to some disappointment with jobs, right? Because it is mm-hmm. so particular. It, it's There's not much of an umbrella. Like, it's a smaller umbrella than, let's say, communication and media arts, which is what I did.
1: Mm-hmm. It's that's ve- that's more broad than what I had. Mine was like a specific niche. And I went into college freshman year knowing that, you know, it may be hard to find a job in the market after graduation. You know, my dad warned me, you know, it could be hard. You could take years for you to find something. And I, I knew that. I took it with a grain of salt. But I really, it really hit me after college when I graduated. And it was just so hard. And then I'll get into, you know, how the pandemic did really help at all.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that. But we graduate and we have not heard of this pandemic yet. So not we
1: were the last class to have a norm a full normal year. No masks, no attempt, no limits on crowds, nothing. You probably never even heard of the word COVID when we graduated. No, we didn't. Not we at all We had the last normal graduation at the Prudential Center. Why
0: would we? <laughs> Was I next to you? Was I standing next to you at graduation? You were near
1: me. You were near me. You and I, um, Br- uh, Brielle. Were Brielle, a-
0: right? Well, we got plenty of photos from that day. I remember you were in your Rocky. Um, Rocky feet. was the mascot, by the way, for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know. Um, Mario was one of them. I can now reveal that.
1: Oh, that's that was another fun memory I had. The best was when after convocation, I remember it started pouring. You know, I had the Rocky feet on, and I finally made that announcement on Instagram. You know, that I'm finally Rocky, and that was probably one of the biggest. Best one of the most probably one of the most liked photos I ever had. I had over 700 likes on what? that post. Well,
0: you I'm gonna mean, have, have to go the, back and look at that because I have see. to go
1: back because I know you liked it. I had, I think, at least over 700 likes and maybe about, I don't know, like 80 comments. Maybe I, I'm kind of curious to look at it myself.
0: My favorite thing that you did was Rocky on the street.
1: Mm, yes, that was another favorite. And thing I I, wa-
0: had. I always wanted to know why I was never on an episode, Mario. Why was I never found okay? you? We, i never
1: found
0: you. So you had to find somebody on the street. It couldn't be like pre. Yeah, it was so random. No, it
1: wasn't. It was random.
0: So if, um, let's just say we coincidentally ran into each other, like texted each other beforehand and said, "Hey, be here at this time." It could be a coincidence. Yes. Oh, well, why don't we we plan that?
1: You were a very busy girl senior year. You know, you had a radio station to run. You had a lot of stuff on your plate also.
0: I could have walked outside and been on Rocky on the Street. (laughs) That's okay. Well, you're here now, but... I'll make it up to you somehow. Thank you. I promise. Appreciate it. So, a lot of people in that specific major of yours... As you know, I know many of them. Did the professors in this major what did they do to try to gear you for the real world quote unquote in the they sports told, media world?
1: They told me how it was you know they told me the tip told me tips I had to do, you know they tried all they could, but there's only i don't want to put any blame on the professors for not finding a job, but there's only so much they could do. <laughs> You know they have so many connections. You know I've interacted with my professors a lot after I graduated. Now asking me, you know, can you help me out with this? Can you um, maybe send the resume over? I've still talked to professors after I graduated, and it was hard.
0: Were you applying when you were still in school? Of course. And what were you applying for?
1: Jobs that you know didn't require a lot of experience. Jobs that professors recommended me for. I remember a certain professor sent me this and said maybe I could be a good fit. Some internships, because I was still eligible. I remember getting a rejection one time in school. I was on my laptop, and I saw the rejection. I'm like, wow, that was fast.
0: Oh, I, I have one of those. For,
1: <laughs> I remember it was for a board operator for ESPN. And I thought, oh, well, I have the experience. I think I could handle it. So I applied. And then the remember it was a Saturday. I got an email saying, oh, you got rejected. I'm like, oh, that, that was
0: quick. Sometimes? i lucky.
1: I got a response from them. Because a lot of jobs don't even tell you anything.
0: No, they don't. And a lot of times with the resumes, and this just goes for anybody out there, like they just scan them sometimes. And there's certain keywords that you need to have in your resume in order for them to even look at it.
1: That's why it's important to look at the job description. And in your cover letter, literally repeat word for word the skills that they're looking for. Because that's a key. That's something I learned. Same. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: So... When you got out of school the next day, you know, we graduate, we throw our caps, we can't find them in the mess. What did you do? Because well, I went to work I worked, the next day. You went to
1: work. I went, I started working for a minor league baseball team. It was only a seasonal job, but I was on like their entertainment crew. I did their mascot a little bit. And, you know, that was just fun. And I'm thinking maybe I could get a connection from this here and there. But unfortunately, once the season ended, the team folded, and everyone because and there was nothing I could do. That was just you know another another thing to put on my resume. And then I actually was also at the time working at this job that had absolutely nothing to do with what I studied for. It was a job I interned at every summer when I was out of school, you know, just to make some extra money on the side. And I ended up being at this job for uh, over three years. You know, I started in June. I got hired full time in June of 2019, so I went on a vacation before that, you know, did whatever I wanted before I actually started working every every day, full time. And I was at this job for three years and you know, the longer I was there, the more like stuck I felt or the more like anxious I wanted to get out. And it really started to really hit me when COVID happened. Like I, it was fine, you know. Hard to find a job, you know. Six months pass, it's okay, you know. Things take time. Then COVID hit, and I just felt more, more worse. And then
0: what happened more, in the job during COVID? Like, what did you have to do? Like, how? Oh,
1: I was, I liked working from home. You know, it, I enjoyed it.
0: So it was I a job me. that was doable from home.
1: Yeah, and then they finally forced us to come back in August of 2020, and that's when I really started to complain and just go be like i gotta find something else i gotta do something else even if it was something you know unrelated in my field i was so just so desperate to get out of that job because i wasted my time there and i just felt like i did absolutely nothing
0: you feel like it was was a waste of time or do you think it was a resume builder
1: it was not a resume builder okay it was literally just me getting money and all this time during um all this time when I got back, I started looking for jobs here and there. I started applying for jobs that I had absolutely no qualifications for. Like, I didn't even just look at media jobs. I started looking at jobs with the government. I applied for TSA. I applied for the NYPD. I applied for all these random jobs that, you know, have good benefits, but have absolutely nothing to do with what I studied. And, you know, I, and the, I also had in my mind that I felt like it was going to be a waste. You know, all that college... All that money spent for a degree, and you had did absolutely, and you're doing absolutely nothing for that. But in my mind, I'm like, if that's the case, I could have, you know, did something on the side, like a side gig. But it it took a very long time, and then I'm still applying. I came very close plenty of times. I had at least over ten interviews from August of 2020 to January of 2021. I had. Plenty of interviews. I came very close plenty of times. It's just either I wasn't right for it, or I just couldn't work out. And it just bothered me. You know, I kept coming very close, but nothing, nothing. And I thought having a LinkedIn would be very important. And I made a LinkedIn during COVID.
0: Well, they tell us that, you, that that link they told us in school millions of times. You got to have a LinkedIn. You have to. Have I this. never
1: made a LinkedIn until after I graduated college. I didn't listen to them.
0: Mm -hmm. And I
1: finally made a LinkedIn Well, right before COVID. It had to be like January or February of 2020. I'm like, you know what? Let me just make a LinkedIn, see what happens, and then we just go from there. And I did. And, you know, I connected with a lot of people. I made great connections with my professors and students and people in the industry. Like there was somebody I met in LinkedIn, lived in Arizona, and me and her were literally in the same boat. You know, she applied to NBC like many, many times and she wrote a whole post on LinkedIn about how it was hard finding something and people should understand the struggles that we go through. And we connected instantly and we talked about this. We went back and forth and we got a lot friendly because we were we both had the same interests. We're in the same boat at the time. And that's what I think really connected us together. And, you know, we helped each other out. What
0: came, what came from that? What came from you guys talking? Did anything, like, did you guys help each other actually find jobs?
1: Like, I gave her some connections, and she helped me out by adding me to a lot of, to three different LinkedIn groups that were just all people like me with, like, the same sort of career interests in the same field. And they were people in the group that were already in the industry And they would share job postings and resume tips and vice versa. And she really, it really helped out because I made a lot more connections and they gave me tips about what to put on your resume, what to apply for, uh, what to put in your cover letter. You know, I may know someone that works at uh, CBS Sports. I could send, why don't you send him a message on LinkedIn and see what he could do? Maybe send a resume or even just have a chat for five minutes about your career and why'd you get into it. And it really helped. But all of that, still didn't get me the job i have now it was helpful and i still talk to the girl today on a sort of regular basis She's
0: like the beauty queen yes <laughs> i'm never gonna she, stop teasing you throughout the show
1: she's actually not the beauty queen the one i'm i connected with on linkedin I actually lived in lives in arizona right
0: arizona but you still but you, the thing about you is that you're good at making and keeping connections with a lot of people how did you get the job that you have now what was the application process okay
1: so i work in the city of new york i work in the courts i'm a what they i'm a media technician
0: what does that mean just that specific right. job description
1: so how this works is any job a new york city job because it's technically within with the new york city agency is you take like a quote-unquote test It's not really a test. It's just you writing down all your experience and what you did and your education. So I was eligible. Eligible. I was. What's the word? I was eligible, not eligible. I had the requirements. I was I had the qualifications needed to apply for this job. I was a bachelor degree in television, electronics or I.T. or computer science, something along those lines. And I applied for this job in September of twenty nineteen. Now, if there's anything you should know about the city of New York is they take a very, very long time with everything. So, how it goes is based on how you do on the quote-unquote exam, they put you on what they call a civil service list. And the higher you got on the exam, the higher you got on the list. And so, for example, if I scored a 100 on the exam, what do you think my list number would be? A
0: 100? yes.
1: No, it'd be number one on the list.
0: (laughs) I was just, yeah, but then shouldn't that mean it would go faster?
1: So I didn't score 100. I'm just giving you an example. Oh, damn. I scored a passing grade, obviously, but I was placed, you know, on more of the bottom half of the list. There was about over 80 people on the list, and I was in the 70s. So how it goes is when an agency has a vacancy for this specific kind of a job, they go through the list first, and they go in order of who scored the highest. So it... Johnny Appleseed was number one, they would call Johnny Appleseed in, interview him, and see if he was fit. If he didn't want the job or wasn't qualified, they go to number two. They would go to John Sample. John Sample wanted it. Okay, he took it. And then the list would get smaller and smaller as the more people they called. So I was called by two different agencies before the place I'm at now called me. So the first agency called me in July, no, in February of 2021. End of January, beginning of February 2021. Mm -hmm. And then I interviewed twice with them, and I didn't get it. And I thought, okay, maybe there's plenty of opportunities. In July, the same agency called me again. I really thought I had a chance this time. I didn't get it. And at that point, I just felt so upset with myself. I felt so depressed. You know, I just... Felt like, you know, I was never going to find something. And that's when I really started to use LinkedIn to try and reach out to certain people or see if they could help.
0: While you know, you're still it. in the pool, the potential pool for this job.
1: Exactly. And all this is still happening while I'm at my previous job, the job that was unrelated to what I studied.
0: The one that you hated.
1: <laughs> exactly. July came, you know, I didn't get it and I thought I lost hope. I started making some connections, you know. Things maybe, I just really started the, I really considered quitting this job and just doing something completely unrelated, like work at a retail or a restaurant. or Like me. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all this still happened. You know, I tried making connections. I, I had interviews during this time, but still nothing came. My opportunity didn't come. And then December, a completely different agency within the city of New York called me for an interview for the position I applied for. This was December of 2021, so this was pretty, I wouldn't say recent, but this is not that long ago.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's relatively recent.
1: I didn't get it, obviously. And then in January, I got a call from this agency I'm at, somewhere in the courts, I interviewed, and, well, I got the job. Now, mind you, this has, I don't know how to say it, this job I'm in now is sort of in my field, but not in my field. This job has nothing to do with sports journalism, sports media, nothing. So what I do as a media technician in the courts is I help attorneys present evidence for various family court cases. So like if they need me to edit like a a surveillance video and maybe mute the audio or something like that, that's something I would do. So I still sort of have content creation, but I'm not making content. I'm just rendering, editing content that's been already made for and just to help these attorneys present evidence. So, like, I would, you know, connect the computer to the TV. I'd make sure the player is open. I'd make sure the file is exported correctly. And that's basically what I do. And if there's any issues with, like, a player or video equipment or anything like that, that's something I would fix, and that would be brought to my attention. So that's why it's called a media technician. Okay. Because I'm technically fixing things you're technically and I'm helping people media. With their <laughs> okay. media evidence now in a way i'm glad i have this job because it's sort of in my field and my dad even said you know you're never going to find a job that you want specifically you know yes it's not sports media but it's still sort of media in a way but in like a a different perspective you know and the, the benefits of this job is even better because i'm working for the city of new york and the the benefits are really good. You know, you got a good health benefits. You're in a
0: pension Lucky retirement you. system. Lucky you. Know,
1: the 401k. Lucky. Um, and, you know, it's, I, I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, man. And All I do is wait tables.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and my hours are pretty steady, which is good. You know, Monday to Friday office job. You know, I really can't get any better than that. But in my mind, and I was telling this to somebody last week, I still want to do something more. You know, I don't want this to be all I do for the rest of my life. Well, of
0: course not. I, I mean, you don't have, have that, to. You're younger than me, dude. I
1: still have this like passion to like you know, I don't know if I create content or something, but like I what about starting a podcast, which I give you credit for you doing.
0: You know, I mean, nobody listens to this show, so oh
1: please. <laughs> like, I will definitely, I will definitely share it.
0: Wait, wait, wait! I'm out. gonna stop you for a second. Are you wearing a Patriots shirt?
1: Somerset Patriots
0: oh team. God bless I was about to say we have here a failure to communicate this what is, is that I saw Patriots I almost threw uh, up it's the
1: Yankees minor league affiliate
0: but I also know that you wouldn't dare you're in New Yorker Staten Island Mario you would never wear a Patriots piece of clothing that would not enter your house <laughs> I just had to stop you for a second at the moment. You're doing media, right? I mean, and some people get jobs it's, it's in a, that it's field. An
1: interesting, it's an interesting field I'm in. You know, I'm working in law. I'm learning about how the court systems work, what the attorneys do, various evidences I'm looking at. You know, there's a lot of confidential stuff I'm not supposed to – I see, and I'm not supposed to share it, obviously. There's a lot of stuff I think is interesting, and I'm still – I still have that degree useful because I'm still able to, you know, if needed, edit or – help with media inquiries, like creating CDs. I burn CDs. I Wait, burn we're
0: still CDs. using CDs? I thought them well, shits yeah. were obsolete.
1: The attorneys use them.
0: Oh, well the, the attorneys sometimes use are flash clearly... drives.
1: Well, a lot of attorneys, they have their evidences on both flash drives and discs. So the discs are like a, um, a last resort, I guess you would have to say. Yeah, it's been good so far. You know, I've been learning things. Some days, you know, are... You know better than others depending on the content you're dealing with but it's it's a good learning experience and you know it's it's interesting work and I told all my professors about it and they all think it's very good work I'm doing and you know it, it's nice to actually when I got the job it felt so awesome posting it on LinkedIn and Facebook and all these other places
0: yeah
1: like I tell you Kate, it really bothered the heck out of me when every time I was on LinkedIn trying to find another job about all these people, you know, I'm so excited. That I'm going to be taking a job with this. I'm so excited to happy to announce this. I'm so no, happy for this.
0: And it just even bothered me, me.
1: But in my mind, I'm like, you don't know what these people are dealing with behind the scenes. The struggles right. they had to go through, the connections they failed to make, the rejections, everything. You don't know what they were struggling with. And you just have to be happy for them because they may have gone through the same struggles as you, but you just would have never known.
0: You know, I I want to kind of say, and this is going to come off as really pretentious and obnoxious on my part, but I didn't have to go through any bad stuff on my way to trying to find a job in my field at the beginning. I had no struggles. So when I would look at everybody else struggling, I would kind of feel bad, but I would also feel good in a messed up way because I was thinking, wow, I'm one of the lucky ones. I made it, yo. Know, you, you know what they say in New York City, if you make it here, you can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. And um, the craziest part is, like you had said, you feel bad about like seeing those posts. I, I did too, honestly. It would bother me to no end. But then when I didn't have that struggle and I just went right in, you're also not guaranteed happiness in the job you're in.
1: Exactly. And that's a big one. I I agree 100%.
0: Because I was so unhappy. And you knew that. I told you Mm -hmm. about it. You could just, you know come right out of the gate shine and keep going and you could still be there to this day or you can come out of the gate shining and then realize and just stop and look at your life and think i don't want this i don't want what other people would kill to get and for a while i I felt like i'm so selfish like why am i so ungrateful right now People would die for this job. People in college were talking shit on me because I got this job and they didn't. And now I'm leaving, you know, but I just hated my life.
1: Listen, if you're not happy, then what's the point? You know, your happiness and your mental health is way, way, way more important than just a job. You know, you got to do what you think is right. And I'm seeing a lot of posts about that, you know, on LinkedIn about how we should ditch the nine to five, how we should. Go out and do what we want and just have mental health days and there's all this emphasis on mental health is the most important thing in the world you
0: know and that goes to what you're saying and also it affects your mental health when you work a bunch of shifts that are not consistent and
1: oh my my previous job definitely took a toll on my mental health and your weight I always had yes
0: it, it took a toll anxiety. on my weight I anxiety weight. anxiety was
1: the worst I hated it.
0: You're I hated the anxiety habits. I had when I
1: woke up Oof. before a job. I used to be, mm-hmm. I didn't really eat much of breakfast time before I had this job, during my previous job because i was just so anxious about the day, what was going to happen. Because there was a lot of, the job I had was very, you know, understaffed, short staffed. So like, you never knew what you were going to be doing. And all the, all the problems I with this job led, up, led back to the fact that there was a shortage of staff. And that's what was the main route. And it was because COVID maybe had something to do with it. But just the fact that there was no staff made it a lot worse than what it had to be.
0: I just remember thinking one day, I don't know how and I don't know when, but I'm going to do what kind of what you said earlier. Just do something of my own because I'm too much of a creative mind, in my opinion. To uh-huh. be under somebody else as far as a job is concerned. Like, I don't want to. In my jobs now, obviously, I have bosses. But in the as this progresses and, like in, the, and in the future where I hope things go with me is I want to run my own stuff. I'm creative enough. Outspoken enough. Powerful enough. And what I mean by that is by, is by confidence. To do my own thing. And not have a... I don't want to have a boss and have to go to them and say, hey, Kate, like, you only have this amount of time for vacation or whatever. It's like, no, Kate Bronstein's going to take her vacation whenever she wants to take her vacation.
1: Exactly. I want
0: to work from the beach in Aruba if I want. But people... Which she did. I've never been to Aruba. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Jamaica, yes. Jamaica, yes. Aruba, no. But I... In this whole generation of ours, do you think more people are feeling like the 9 to 5 is like, okay, nah. Because we have social media, because we have the internet, because we have all these cool different things. And do you feel like older generations don't understand us for that? Exactly. Because I know that they came from the 9 to 5 world. And the 9 to 5 world is still very, very active. And good for you. Good for you. And
1: a lot of people feel that it shouldn't be like this anymore because, you know, you need to go out and explore and do things while we're still young.
0: Right. Like, I can't physically be sitting in a bubble and working. It makes me sick. Like, I can't physically sit there. I don't like to be restrained. It's hard enough on airplanes, even though, you know, I'm a partial... My whole life is pretty much part-time jet setter, part-time server um, at restaurants and stuff right now, at the moment. At and the moment. I'm taking my, I'm going to be honest with you, my ne- my next trip is in a couple days, and I'm taking my microphone with me, and I'm going to do the show. I'm very jealous. Can you take me with you? In my suitcase. Go ahead. Hop in. Great. <laughs> like, Excited. Like, I'm taking my microphone with you me. You see,
1: that's what I want, you know. I want to just go out and explore the world like what you're gonna do. Like I see a lot of this on social media. Social media is good, and social media is very bad.
0: It's very bad. Yeah. I, like, like there's like, all there's positive and negatives to ships. everything.
1: But like, I, do you like do you work for a living? Because you're always on like the beach and you're always doing. Do I work for a living? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Not you. I'm just saying like people.
0: Oh. that's all they post. Well, what Now what we're talking about now is like the influencers of the world, the ones who get paid to go on trips that actually you're there to just like, you know, have your hair flowing and there's like, maybe there's no wind on the beach, it's a freaking fan in front of you and you know, there's like a photographer uh-huh. and then you have to pose with all the bunch of girls and they're all like next to each other like sardines stuck in a can and you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Olivia Jades of the world, if you don't know who Olivia Jade is, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not missing out on anything. I just think that whether or not whether or not the nine to five goes obsolete, it's not for me. And that bothers people. But I have more faith in myself than anybody else does. I learned that from that experience being in a cubicle, sitting behind a computer getting rheumatoid arthritis, which I now have, which mm-hmm. is oh my gosh. Ooh. Don't even get me started. Like, my mom and I could do a whole show on medical everything because she's the doctor of the family. That's no joke. Like, that hurts. I know. And I got it at that job. I'm just saying. In all the job searching and, like, the the, the pain that people go through a lot of times, and do you agree or disagree with this statement that a lot of jobs say you need to have X amount of years of experience, otherwise you are not allowed to apply?
1: That's the worst.
0: I I was going to (laughs) say. Fresh out of
1: college, entry-level jobs are looking for three to five years of experience, and the salaries aren't even that
0: great. So they're looking for somebody who basically maybe does what I do. People say I resorted to serving, and I beg to differ, miss. Like, if you want to go out yeah. to eat and I'm the one bringing the food to you, you're not complaining. With that, it's like uh, all my friends are like, I-, I want this job. You know, I've been applying. I've been doing all th- all of the steps, and they won't hire me because I, it says I have to have a certain amount of experience and I feel so bad for them.
1: I know. That's the worst. it doesn't but mean you're, you're not capable
0: of doing the job.
1: Exactly. Just because you don't have the experience doesn't mean you don't have the work ethic. You can't present yourself professionally better than others. I, I know exactly how that. That doesn't, want to, that doesn't stop me, but okay, I don't get it. But at least I tried.
0: Yeah, it's like three to five years. Oh, hey there. I'm still going to apply for you. Oops! Not allowed. I've done
1: that. I've done that before. What are they uh, gonna they do? Fine me, you? No. Exactly. No. <laughs> they reject me. They
0: reject me. Yeah, just What's because I don't, deal? you know, just because I don't have all that like three to five years. Listen, like you got to start somewhere. Like the people that are interviewing you guys, don't forget, they all had to start somewhere. They were all rookies.
1: You don't know the struggles they've gone through before they got to, to get to where they are today. That's you true. Know. That's true, but as far
0: as the requirement's concerned... All
1: these famous people, like Steve Jobs, Walt Disney, and Oprah Winfrey, all these people had humble beginnings.
0: Oh, they did, and they were, you know... And I keep telling people when I'm rich, when I'm rich. And the only reason I say that is because, you know, I just want to be able to live like comfortably and, you know, for a future family and that, you know, like I'm not saying I want to be a Kardashian because I won't. I'm happy that you finally found something because you were one of the most ambitious people in college that I knew.
1: Found a steady job. And in high school, I was voted most likely to succeed. In my opinion, have I um, lived up to that? No. I have
0: not. Well, I don't feel I like I live up people... to my potential either, and, and that's okay.
1: But, you know, I'm happy to be where I am, and, you know, all the struggles and all the misconnections and all the rejections, I guess, were worth it in the end. Things happen, Kate, and I, I firmly believe on this. Things happen when you least expect it.
0: Oh, was not expecting
1: do. to get this? Wasn't expecting get, to get this job? wasn't expecting to get called for an interview for this job. Never even heard of this agency until I got a call from them. You know, things happen when you least expect it. And you just got to enjoy life and enjoy the blessings in life and count your blessings and take advantage of what you have in life because you'll never know when you won't have it anymore. You never know what you miss until you don't have it anymore. Yeah, that's that's the
0: saying. That is very true. Do you think you would ever go back to try to get a sports media position anywhere because i know that you're passionate about sports beyond the belief. way this
1: the way this job is i really can't do anything more full i won't say full-time
0: because no i mean I afterwards like let's say when i retire no not when you retire i mean is this if this is where you want to be something within the
1: city yeah because i get good benefits after i leave but you got to put my years of city service in that's the way I see it, but that doesn't mean I still can't do stuff on the side, and that's what right. I plan
0: to do. Because I know so many of the people in your major that wanted to be sports reporters, and people don't understand how hard that is to it do. Because down here, you know, in my area, it's like, oh, just apply for this. Just become, just become, just become this. Um just Hello, become. there's a process of, I'm at the bottom of the list. Speaking yeah. of lists, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's not like that. Especially with, we did not pick finicky majors, but we did choose the hard road in some way.
1: There was something about the major I picked that I like. Whether it was the fact that they were building a brand new facility, the fact that now they have a major in sports media, not just a concentration, that literally, they literally, Montclair literally established a a sports network, right after I graduated. I mean, it bothers me in a way that I couldn't do it, but I'm just like, you know what? I probably would have been so overwhelmed with it, trying to do as much as I could. Maybe it was a good thing that I graduated when all this came into fruition. Well, what
0: else are they going to come up with when they're at home and COVID and all this stuff? They're but gonna, I do you enjoy know.
1: the content they've been producing. I still, very follow, I still follow along with them.
0: Me too. I, do I miss too.
1: college. I miss college. I say this to a lot of people, I miss college just for the social aspect. I don't miss the academics. I don't miss the assignments. I don't miss the registering for classes. I don't miss any of that. Oh,
0: I that registration being, was a Hunger Games.
1: I miss being on campus with people I knew, people I were very friendly with, interacting with different people, going to different events, having my radio show, being Rocky, you know, making great content for stuff. I, I used to intern for the women's lacrosse team, and I had fun doing that
0: yeah I'm like, sure I working
1: with those that team I actually I think I'm planning to go to their game this this week because I just want to see I just want to see the team because the freshmen when I entered for the team the freshmen on the team are now the seniors of this this current team so I'd like to see them at least you know maybe one more time before they graduate
0: We still have a lot of friends that are there that are seniors now when we were seniors. So they were freshmen. And a lot of the people... And now they're seniors. And I'm planning on going to their graduation just to see it all come full circle. And it's going to be really great to see that. It's a, a great thing that we made those connections with them. And I'm happy that you are happy where you are now. And thank you for going deeper into the struggles of what it's really like to get those jobs. And it's not over for those... For people. No.
1: Listen, your time will come. You just got to take it day by day. I always say this, and I strongly believe it. You are where you're supposed to be in life right now. And all those rejections I had from places I thought I had a chance with, it was, you know, a message, a blessing in disguise. This isn't your chance. That's just the Lord telling you. This isn't your chance. This isn't your opportunity. Amen. Just wait on it. I have something for you. Just wait on it. But you just didn't know how long you had to wait for A year, two years, a month, a week, a few months. You don't know. Things happen when you least expect it. And, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sure I firmly believe it. I'm supposed to be at this job I am right now until something else comes along. And vice versa.
0: Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. I really do appreciate it.
1: Thanks. I hope to be back on soon to talk about other stuff. To talk
0: about plenty of other things, you'll be back, okay? You should
1: come to Staten Island and... Record, do one. Thank you so much for having me on and letting me share my story. All and right. I hope, you know, this could become yeah. an inspiration for somebody.
0: I really think it will be. And we. Stay cool. Stay cool. Stay in school. Stay cool. All right. See you later, man. Bye bye. So there you have it, folks. Mario just pretty much nailed it. And I really hope you guys took something away from this. I know I definitely did. Talking to him always makes me feel better. He's just been that much of a bro since day one of college, quite literally. He'll be on again for sure. Um, I am in the middle of packing for my trip, so I need to go finish doing that. But next episode coming up, I know you guys are going to enjoy it. So definitely don't miss that. I will be posting on my Instagram when that will be. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at KateBronstein underscore. That's B-R-A-U-N-S-T-E-I-N underscore on Instagram. So stay tuned on there for that. Bye, guys.